Hello, friends. Welcome to the Climbing Fierce podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping devoted Christ followers on the higher journey as they climb towards the plans, purposes, and presence of God. This podcast is built around the idea that life's not just a journey, but rather a purposeful climb to sovereign heights. I'm Hannah Schaefer, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Dr. Claudia Dempsey. We welcome you to journey alongside us as we explore common hangups, setbacks, and growth points on the journey of life, as well as some key strategies and resources so we can collaboratively climb together to reach new heights. This is Climbing Fierce. Hey, welcome to episode three. Today, we're going to build on last week's topic of what's influencing you and talk about shifting your perspective before your gears. Claudia, what in the world does that mean? Yeah, so we're definitely not saying just settle in and accept whatever gear you're in right now in life because we know that for many of you, you're working diligently to move some necessary um, elements forward and make some gear changes based on the seasons, events, and progression of your journey. But here's the idea. This is what we're talking about. We not only need to make informed gear changes, but we need to first understand that we've got to adjust our perspective on how we're interpreting those seasons, events, and processes on the journey of life. So here's what I can tell you. None of us is going to naturally just be at a place of healthy, right thinking all the time. It's just not going to happen. And that's true, again, for as we talk about Christians and non-Christians, this is the same for both of us. And we all need continual fine-tuning to the way we think and how we interpret life. In a prior episode, we talked about the importance of understanding these influencing messages, these factors, whether it's the people, the environment, those stimuli that are coming our way, shaping our lives. But we're also very interpreted by the way we, I'm sorry, we're also very influenced by the way we interpret these, these influencing factors. What are we, what are we, what do they mean for us? How are we making sense of this? In fact, if we're going to talk about our perspectives, we need to know and engage what we already talked about, this cumulative life narrative, narrative that to this point, has for many of us defined who we are and our role and place in the world. But we also need to talk about what we're doing with that information. Scripture makes it clear that there's two very different viewpoints or perspectives within our minds that are going to dictate how we filter the information coming our way and how we're going to apply that to our lives. So first, we talked about this again previously, is this idea of the fallen nature. That's our flesh or the sinful man within us. But for the Christian, there's also this regenerated man, the spirit man within us that has been awakened and that lives in alignment with the spirit of God. And I think from last episode, that picture of the two dogs is Mm. really helpful in this. Every moment we kind of have a piece of meat that you get to feed one dog or the other, your flesh or your spirit. Uh, And I think it's a really good picture. I think, you know, we also see this played out in Romans 8, which says, The mind governed by flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And governed has many synonyms. It could be led, ruled, administered, commanded, and to bring back our cockpit analogy, uh, piloted. So the mind that is piloted by the flesh is death but the mind that is piloted by the spirit is life and peace. Right. I mean, that's absolutely true. So we've got this flesh nature that's going to do a few really odd things that totally mess with our perspectives. Uh, One, we're going to see that it is so desperate 
to, to matter, to be valued, that it actually responds in a really negative and panicked manner anytime it perceives something that would suggest we're not valued, we're not prioritized, we're not safe. And it's this flesh nature, well, it's, its job is to protect us. So it's going to then um, kind of fight against those things that come at us. But interestingly, it also takes very often a critical tone in the way that it speaks to us. And again, this is for all of us. We're all inundated with these negative thought patterns. And in fact, some research suggests that up to 80% of our thoughts in a given day are actually negative in nature. Wow. Negative, right? Negative toward ourselves, negative toward others. I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've got this negativity um, that, that's coming. And then we also have this very self-centered disposition and so then we see this other element of what our flesh is doing and is that it's, it's often sabotaging our, our perspectives through this constant desperate attempt to insulate us. It's going to insulate who we are. It's going to insulate any vulnerabilities. And, and what comes with this, it's really interesting, this, this predisposition toward self-pity, self-preservation, self-preoccupation. So when we talk about shifting our gears um, and needing to shift a perspective first, it's this idea of knowing that there's going to be a major slant toward ourselves, toward protecting ourselves, mm-hmm. and even toward being negative to ourselves. Hmm. I imagine that that probably takes a lot of different avenues and actually outworkings in different people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so here's a, here's a simple example. I'll have a hard day or walk through a challenging or stressful experience, and my flesh will say, oh my gosh, you, you really worked so hard. Mm. You really need that brownie or three or four of them. Um, you know, you, you've been pulled in so many directions. You just kind of need some me time today. Mm. And I, I begin to filter this. And then I really am like, I kind of really do need three brownies right now. Oh, actually, no, I really should go binge watch something for four hours because it's I, this, again, this programming of our thinking. And it's, it's this instant to flood our minds with negativity and selfishness. So um, we even see things surface like criticizing others, which it really is just a way that our flesh tries to bolster itself. We sometimes look like they're just criticizing because they're mean. No, they're typically criticizing because their soul is so desperate that they've got a matter that they try to step on others to do so. We see it with greed, which is just, again, a, the fleshly attempt to make sure I'm, I'm taken care of. The pursuit of control and power, which again, on the surface, these things look so ugly. But if you unpack it, imagine this, this soul in need that's just trying, it's floundering in the water, trying to just stay afloat. And so as we talk about changing our perspectives, we've got to start by paying close attention to our mindset and what is happening internally as we're going through every day of just day-to-day living. And we're going to need to become very intentional to watch our thought patterns Really, if someone has never stopped to observe or track what's going on in the soundtrack of their mind, it's shocking, but it's something we all really have to do. Yeah, it makes me think that I really am probably just a couple of small decisions away from being at a place to be critical of somebody or, um, you know, if we're going with the dog analogy of which one you're feeding, if I feed my flesh three times in a row and I've starved my spirit three times in a row, then, um, you know, I shouldn't be surprised when I see some of that ugliness come up. And I, I know in scripture, we see a lot about renewing 
our minds. Uh, Ephesians 4, Romans 12, uh, specifically in Ephesians 4.14, um, we're no longer infants being tossed back and forth by the waves, uh, being blown here and there by every message and false teaching, experience and circumstance that is confronting us. But if we want to renew and transform our perspective, we're really going to have to start getting a little more mature on this area. Uh, I appreciate that you said it's continual because I can tend to be a little impatient with myself or think, oh, I, I should know this already or this thing again. Uh, but in 2 Corinthians 4.16, it says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And it is, it's just a continual day by day process um, where we're slowly becoming more and more like the Lord. And, you know, I think that's why learning to identify and renew our perspective really is so crucial. Um, Otherwise, we really do live in that self-centeredness and we just seek to get by as best we can. We just scrounge up anything that we can. No, we do. That we we can do. So I found it really helpful to come up with a language and my husband, Christopher, he is a language guy through and through. So got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, But we do something um, that helps us reframe really quickly and kind of give us a perspective shift when we need it. Um, Or sometimes it takes a big concept and breaks it down easily so I can say it to myself and then kind of have a a quick perspective shift or it reminds me of truth. Um, So an example of this is... If Christopher and I see each other a lot in a morning, we have a slow morning, or if we have a very fast morning, this is often a phrase we say to each other, we say, consider Jesus. And to someone that doesn't know what that means, it's like, consider what about Jesus? But we know that we're referencing Hebrews 2 and 3. And it means to consider Jesus, the one who in the in uh, chapter two, it's right at the end, shared in flesh and blood that through death destroyed the devil, the one who has the power of death. He became like us in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So when we say consider Jesus, we're referring to all of that passage saying, well, in three, it then goes on. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. So that's where we get that terminology, consider Jesus. But the high priest that chapter three talks about is the merciful and faithful high priest who took on flesh, has shared in our experiences, who knows the ache of a tired body or the hunger that comes when we don't eat. Um, You know, he has stepped into that and then has conquered so he can relate to us in our temptation. And so when we look at each other on a busy morning and say, consider Jesus, we are reminding ourselves of all the truths about Jesus without having to say, don't remember, or don't forget what Hebrews 2 and 3 says (laughs) and reciting it to each other. It's just consider Jesus. Mm, oh, that's, that's right. Good. Yeah. This morning that's good. in the busyness, we're going to consider Jesus and all that comes with that. I'll give you one other practical example. Um, our, da- our daughter is a year and a-, a year and a half right now. I had to think about that a year and a half. And she is at the age where she like, will sit in the car and just, we're having a conversation. She'll just literally scream. No, like, we're not prompting her. We're not asking her any questions. She's just literally yelling no at us. <laughs> it's not the most fun. <laughs> 
So in moments like that, and also when she's being the adorable and hilarious little girl that she is, we look at each other and we say, these are the days. Mm. And what we really mean is these are the days that we will cherish and that we'll look back on with so much probably romanticism and we'll just desire in some ways to come back to these days. Um, And it's an acknowledgement that the time that we're living in is so precious even in the moments where she's screaming in the car and it is making your ears feel like they bleed um, or she's having a really clingy day and I got stuff to do or, you know, whatever some of those momentary frustrations can be, we look at each other and we say, these are the days. Mm. And those small phrases and just practicing saying phrases to each other helps us have that perspective shift, which is just so helpful and practical. Yeah. No, that's good. And so that's exactly what we're talking about is we, in this whole endeavor, are talking about let's climb higher. Let's get closer to Jesus. Let's walk in greater fulfillment of what he has. Let's let's touch and grab hold of his abundance in new and, and just richer ways. We're saying all of this, we need to backtrack a little bit and know that we've got to be re- reframing um, how we're engaging life, what we're thinking, what we're doing, if we want to then be able to unlock those gears to go forward. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a there's a couple things we can do as we think about how to start or accelerate this process. First, and we're going to always come back to this over and over again, but we've got to absolutely positively have a regular intake of God's word. Just be praying, we're in his word, and know that it really is, it's alive and active. I'll sometimes, if you know, when I'm teaching, I'll hold it up in class and I'll actually just tap it like, You'll hear the heartbeat of this word. This word is alive. Let it in. And sometimes mm-hmm. I know we go to read it and we're like, oh, I didn't even get what I read. I didn't feel anything. That felt so dormant, this dusty old book. Mm-hmm. If you almost imagine it as this IV and you really need this daily stream of it coming in, um, it's not going to always feel alive. But if you understand that you're taking it so that there is this, this influx, this constant intake um, yeah, at times it can seem boring. At times it, we can read something. I'm like, I don't even know what in the world I just read. Stay in it. We don't have to feel it to know that it's doing something. And so even in like a negative experience, um, when we stay connected, we want to come to the Bible because we want to invite God and position ourselves that he will impart something. And so this is huge with our with our mindset, with our new perspective. We've got to keep coming in and say, Lord, renew me, renew my thinking, uh, change me. And it's not going to be instantaneously. We've got to buy into this process idea because it really does take time. But so let's jump back to this idea of our flesh being a protector. So we're going to want to do this. Um, Say we get up early, we're going to have some time reading the word. It's going to feel so great. We do it and we feel nothing. Our flesh is going to say, see, I told you not to get up. That, that did nothing for you. Do you know how much you need sleep? Do you know the long day you have ahead? Mm. Oh, Claudia, you, you just need to take care of you. Um, and it's going to counter this. So we've got to almost be ready that that is very normal. I think we look and we, we feel bad or surprised. We've got to normalize that and say, no, my flesh's job is to actually give me some reason why this won't work. But my spirit man's going to say, absolutely not. I've got to plug in because this is where life is. So that's first. So we've got to know that we've got to stay very connected to his truth. But then we've also got to position ourselves where we're we're looking at the influence that are coming in and that we're recognizing that we've got to be intentional. Um, 
And so this idea that we have to feel something when we read or that we've got to experience something. And I don't know, I use that idea of an IV. I don't know about you, but I've had a few IVs in my lifetime Mm -hmm. and never, ever just sitting to that IV, IV hooked up did I feel something. Now, there was occasions when an attending physician or a medical personnel, they inserted something that gave me a jolt. But the IV itself, it's just this gradual, steady insertion of the the info I need or the fluids I need to just be constantly coming into my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I it's like day by day. It is moment by moment. It's this incremental inch by inch, which feels frustrating as a human, especially today, because everything's so instantaneous. I know we joked about the uh, McDonald's line in a previous uh, episode where someone was frustrated they weren't getting their breakfast in 15 seconds. Um, but it it almost sets us up for more failure maybe than previous generations because everything's so automated and automatic mm. um, that I, I, I just appreciate your highlighting in that. Um, so it really is about positioning ourselves for that steady flow of God's truth. That seems to be really, really pivotal as a believer. Um, we know that his word is alive. Uh, we know that it's active. And at some point, it's just getting it into our system so that it exposes ourselves to that um, you know, impartation of his living truth into our lives. Um, so yeah. go ahead. No, absolutely. So that's, that's the first step. We've got to always start there and never think just some good information or some nice strategy could ever replace this. So that coupled with prayer, that's step one. But two, we've got to actually start to look at our vantage point. As we noted in the last episode, we all have this this narrative that kind of dictates how we see ourselves and our role and our place in the world. So we've got to understand what, what is this narrative? Have I stepped back to look at those things that have shaped me, that have given me, what? well, what's landed me here? Why am I here today thinking and doing the things I'm doing? It's These things don't happen in a vacuum. So I've got to look at that. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard that example. What comes to mind for me is um, these three blind men encountering an elephant for the first time. I have no idea who came up with this example, but really it, it, it gives such a clear illustration. So the first guy, um, he goes and he touches the trunk of the elephant. And he says, wow, you know, I heard elephants were large, impressive animals, but this feels a lot like what I thought a snake would be like. And the second guy, he's over there around the belly of the elephant. And he's like, I don't know what you're saying. This guy is large and round and (laughs) massive. And the third guy's on the back touching the elephant's tail. He's like, both you, I don't know what animal you're touching. This seriously, this thing is long and wiry and weird, right? We all have this vantage point. And until we recognize how we're coming at life and the vantage point we have, we're going to so often assume what we see is the only avenue or perspective by which to see this. And mm-hmm. we've got to step back and begin to see some of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I love that elephant story. Because it really is a vivid picture of how our vantage point influences our perspective. Um, and what really drives home for me with that story, it it drives home for me is what I should say, why it's so important that we work to be informed about our lives and our perspectives and our thought patterns. And I just want to loop back with praying and incorporating that into your time, even in the word, I've seen that be so transformative in my own time with the Lord. Um, you know, I, when you wake up and even your flesh is (laughs) 
Maybe this is just me. I wake up and I have like 17 things that I am thinking about doing or, um, you know, I'm having the conversation. Do I eat first? Do I, uh, maybe that's just my pregnant self. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do I go work out? The baby's still sleeping. You know, time feels so precious. And then I literally have to pause and say, okay, God, I have a lot on my mind already. I know none of it, it is unimportant when I compare to what is the most important and that's spending time with you this morning. Like if I get that done, that is my day has been completed in its most important task. Mm. That's like sometimes hard to believe in the mornings, but specifically with prayer, um, you know, a lot of times I will pray, Lord, help me to focus though. My mind is in so many places already. Just help me to focus. Help me to see more clearly what you are trying to, to show me. And then something that I've uh, picked up from our pastor, um, he always prays before he opens up God's word, um, that he would show us what God is saying to his church. And so I've started to incorporate some of that into, you know, my prayer before Mm, I go into scripture. I'm like, God, show me what you're speaking to your church. And I know I'm a part of that. Um, but like, I want to know what you're saying to your bride. Okay, so we've reiterated the need to stay plugged into scripture and to understand that we all come in with a unique vantage point that we need to explore, especially because most of us approach life from a selfish and a very limited vantage point. What is next for us? So yeah, following those two, I think then we really need to start looking at this mental script that is just on this repeated loop in our minds. And I think Sometimes we as Christians, don't, we don't always want to talk about this. It almost feels like this would be in the psychologies. And, we, you know, we've got truth. Let's just stick with truth. Why, don't, get, don't get weird and go off. But I really think we've got to understand the role that our mind and our mindset plays in all this. And so we've got to be mindful of this life script that is framing our current perspective. And we've got to pay very close attention to negative, self-centered thoughts that are going to really influence us. And for somebody who's never stopped to really unpack this or pull back the veil on a mental script, I really encourage you, take take just a day or two and start to really be mindful. What am I thinking? What am I saying to myself? Because we, we can't change what we never identify. Uh, just as a physician can't help a sick individual until that ailment is identified, we can't change our perspective until we really... St- So we really take stock of what is actually running on the reels of our mind. And so this is where we start. This is that place. This is all we've talked about, Hannah. This is, this is step one, really, of that getting rooted in the word, seeing our vantage point, looking at the mental script. This begins the process of understanding how to step into and renew our perspective. And we can, through these, we can actually start to reframe and adjust the negative, condemning, self-preserving thoughts that really sometimes we're not even aware of, but we'll so often run our lives. Claudia, I'm just curious, and this is not something we talked about earlier, but how do you start taking some of that inventory in your life about what you're thinking about? Do you have anything that you've yeah, used? You know what honestly is really helpful? And I, I, I suspect this may not resonate with anybody because I know there are some friends, I say the word journal and they literally start to like convulse. So, um, <laughs> I have to say, I think that's probably one of the most strategic ways because it's it's nebulous right now and it's out there and 
when you actually can write and put some of this down and get it in front of you and start to mm-hmm. track some of this. I don't think you need to commit to being a lifelong journal journaler. <laughs> but you don't have to commit to a lifelong pattern of journaling. Mm-hmm. But if you start to, and honestly, put a time frame and, and bring somebody in and say, okay, Ham, I'm doing this exercise. These crazy mm-hmm. people said to try something. I'm going to take two days. And I'm going to try to take inventory and and really look for patterns, look for negativity, look Mm -hmm. for self-preservation, look for criticism toward others. Look at all that and start to take account of where your mind really is. I think we'll be astounded with what we find. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of examples in my own life. Uh, I know that sometimes those thoughts that can tend to be critical, I can say out loud about myself sometimes. Um, and I think I inherited some of that from just the environments I've been in. Oh, I, that's the most normal thing. Yeah. It really is very common. Yeah. Um, and my husband has started to be the one that's like, hey, you're not dumb. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not dumb. And it, it's almost like yes. the correcting of, of some of those thoughts in a verbal way has held a lot of power, which yeah. I think we're going to get into we, next episode. So I don't, yeah. In days to come and like in episodes, and we're going to look at even some of the neuroscience mm-hmm. of the patterns and how thoughts get fixed. I had a roommate in college who would, every time something went wrong, whether it was she dropped a pen or she just was in an automobile accident. What a stupid idiot. What a mm. stupid idiot. What That was her mantra. Mm. Well, you've got to know anytime something comes up, what is she thinking about herself? It's very negative. And she was never even aware. I'm like, what are you saying? Mm. And bringing bringing awareness to this. Mm. Again, this is the first step. Yeah, she didn't even realize it was so second nature to her. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, that, I think that's a good place for us to tie everything together. We have to shift our perspective before we're ready to shift into a different gear. Our encouragement to you is go take some inventory. Talk to the Lord. Talk to people around you. Um, and start start stacking up that inventory so that... Uh, By the time our next episode comes out, you'll be ready for, for next steps. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast, wherever you stream your podcasts. Be sure to check out today's show notes for more resources, links, and helpful tools on today's topic. You can find these resources and more on our website at www.growthpointperspective.com. If this podcast has been at all impactful for you or someone you know, let us know, leave us a review or send it to a friend who might need to hear about today's topics. And if you have any questions or an episode idea for us, or you want to get in contact with our team, email hello at growthpointperspective.com. Until next time, friends, go climb fierce.